Hi, this is Deborah Harrow, recording to you from Israel with Healing from the Holy Land. And today I want to talk to you about the incredible energy that we've been experiencing in this Sagittarius lunar month. Uh, we're at the end of it, and uh, we're going to be going into the dark moon portal now with the new moon coming in the weekend. And um, Sagittarius is all about head in the clouds, head in the stars, and feet planted, right? Like you think about how you see this archer in the sky, and then he draws his bow and arrow from the heart center. And so Sagittarius, even though it's a fire energy, it's also a very pensive energy. It's this philosopher. It's this, you know, person with their head in their dreams all the time. Their heads are literally in the stars, dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. And their feet, even though it, they're planted firmly on the ground in an archer's stance, the front foot is actually in a nebulous, which is a place where stars are born. So even where their feet are planted, it's all about just stars, just bringing the dreams through, just from the head to the foot, all the dreams. And the archers, the Sagittarius's challenge is to take all those dreams from his head and ground them through by setting his bow and arrow shooting out from the heart and thymus area, which is the truth center, and then shooting far and getting those dreams, those stars that he's meant to bring to the world out there. So it's almost always a very, or maybe I should even say always, a very magical month. There's a lot of magical energy, and it was very palpable when Sagittarius came through. There was this like excitement at the new moon, this shift of energy, and things there's been so much processing and so much shifting going on. And I mean, for the week, a few days at least before the full moon. And then the full moon was actually, if you watched it, it looked like it was full for a full four days. And that doesn't often happen. For a full four days, the moon looked absolutely full. And during those four days and for a few days preceding and definitely a few days after, there were many people who were having disturbed sleep, waking up in the middle of the night, just all of a sudden going from, you know, asleep to awake, just like that. And lots of headaches, migraines, processing stuff coming through, um, emotions processing out, traumas processing out. But the whole theme has been leading to magic. And the people who've been processing this energy as it's been coming through have been talking about the same ideas. Unconditional love and support coming into this world, pouring into this world like a light hailstorm, just, just slamming its way into this world of, I mean, unconditional love and kindness and support doesn't slam its way in, but that was the force of this of this wave, of this tide coming in, of all this outpouring of light that's been, inpouring of light that we've been feeling. And it's been 
teaching us that the past um, programming and the way that so many of us were raised and the way that culture uh, has taught us, um, there's been, at least Western culture, there's so much condition. There's so much, you know, hierarchy of power. There's so much power play and manipulation and and this unconditional love and light coming through is showing us and teaching us and awakening within us the essential awareness that we are all born with that divine love and light is the truth and divine love and light is the health and divine love and light is where all healing and health exists. It is tranquility. It is vibrancy. It is treating every human being as the soul that they are and not the actions that they are. It's about working from a point of love and accepting those who are working from a point of pain. It's about showering love on everyone and starting first and foremost with ourselves. So there are a couple things I want to talk about. So the, the, that aspect of we first must love ourselves unconditionally before we can love others can sometimes be a conundrum because how can we know how to love ourselves unconditionally if we've never been loved unconditionally? And so if you feel like you've never fully experienced unconditional love, I invite you to simply say to God, I invite in the experience of unconditional love and light in my life. And it will show up for you, whether it will be directly from God, that you'll start feeling like, oh my gosh, you are just completely supported by him. You are completely held by him. You are just surrounded by so much love and support, and you're going to constantly feel it. Or whether God brings an angel into your life in the form of some sort of human being, some sort of, and it can be random acts from strangers. It can be a person who takes some sort of temporary or permanent um, position in your life. But if you ask for God to show you and teach you and bring unconditional love into your life, it will show up for you. We have to be willing to see it. We have to be willing to open up to receiving it. And that might be the second prayer. Please, God, let me perceive the unconditional love as it shows up for me. And please, God, let me understand how to receive. Because one of the most difficult, heartbreaking things that we see in the world is when someone doesn't know how to receive healthy love. And it's all over the place, starting with myself. This is something that's been healing for me for a long time. But we are sometimes surrounded by um, experiences and people and culture and 
different things that teach us unhealthy love and set up expectations and programs and definitions for us of unhealthy love. And we know deep inside when we're experiencing that it doesn't feel healthy. But if that's all we've been shown or most of what we've experienced, then it can become hard for us 20, 30, 40 years later to open ourselves up to understanding and receiving what is healthy love. Because unhealthy love damages us in a way. It decreases our sense of self-worth. It decreases our sense of value. It People get used to not receiving. People get used to taking care of themselves. They fall into a default of extreme emotional independence. And that stops them from being able to open up their hearts to receive love from others. And that is really one of the most, the, one of the most saddest things that I've, can you say most saddest? Most sad things that I witness um, on myself and as a healer. And um, I've recently shed a lot of sadness for myself for the child and the woman who lived in a pattern of love that even if it's great love if there is even one strain of unhealth that's not condition unconditional love that's not that divine love and light and we all deserve that divine love and light and some people might say heck you know what I'll take 90%. I'll take 90%, you know, of that, you know, okay, so it's 10% unhealthy, but you know what? Even that 90%, that's great. And I say, like, why? Why can't we all get 100% pure divine love? And there are so many non-believers out there, so many people who have been hurt over and over and over again, who say, nah, I'll live with this version. And I am holding space. I am holding space for the world right now, for the non-believers, for the individuals, for the people who have been hurt so badly. I'm holding space because I believe and I know that everyone deserves unconditional love and kindness. Everyone Deserves, deserves to experience that. And anyone who says, I don't deserve that, give yourself a big hug. <laughs> give yourself a really, really big hug. And for one minute, ask yourself, hmm, what would it feel like? Alongside this experience of unconditional love and light that's been coming through, this flood, in a positive way, flood, uh, the light flooding the world right now, just, it's like uh, creating this layer 
in the sky just above us, just covering everything with this new understanding of love and anyone who's tapped into it and anyone who's living even slightly aware can feel, can open up and, and, and just, you know, send out their, um, their antenna to, to attract in the energy this to touch that love energy and feel that unconditional love and taste that unconditional love and know that it's there for them. Um, they simply need to just reach for it. They need to open the door to it. And alongside that, two, two words, two ideas, concepts have been coming through very strongly, concepts that have always existed, but that people haven't always been aware of because so many of us have been living with less than unconditional love and support. And the two concepts are, well, the there's holding space, holding space for someone. And what that means is, okay, unhealthy, um, in an unhealthy way, it's, you have a problem, here, let me help you. Okay, that's, and people are like, what's unhealthy about that? And I'll explain in a moment. The other, I'm not talking about, oh, you need your shoelace tied. But even there, if a parent comes in or a sibling comes in and says, oh, you can't tie your shoelace here, I'll come do it for you. You're disempowering yourself and you're disempowering the person that you're helping. But if you say, hey, you're having a hard time tying your shoe, let me help you learn how to tie it. I know you can do this. You show them once and then you let them practice and that's empowering. You have now allowed this person to work their problem through on their own today and for the rest of their lives. They will now be able to tie their shoelace for the rest of their lives. If you keep saying, oh, here, let me do it for you, or here, let me help you with that, then you're not giving them the real support they need, which is to be able to do it themselves. Now, on an emotional level, with emotional issues, with difficulties in life, spiritual uh, growth, um, emotional growth, psychological challenges, psycho-emotional challenges, I should say. If we say, oh, here, let me help you, then in essence what we're saying, just like to the child who's trying to tie their shoelace, you're not competent enough to do this yourself, so I'll pitch in. Now, do you all see and hear the difference? There's there's such a difference there of, okay, here, let me teach you. Here, you, you can do this yourself. You know, with the, with the tying the shoelace, you actually have to teach them. But, but if someone's going through a very difficult time emotionally, you don't need to teach them. We just need to be there while they figure their stuff out. It's a very egotistical stance to say, hey, I know better. Do this. Every single human being in this world 
is created with the ability to self-heal. We all have an inner physician. We all have an intuition, intuition, and that is our higher guidance. That's a direct tap-in to God. And He helps provide us via our intuition, via our internal physician, which is part of the intuitive matrix of the person, to guide ourselves to our own healing. And when we, instead of swooping in and saying, oh, here, let me fix this for you, let me help you through this, we say, I am holding space. I am here to give you a hug. I'm here to shower you with love and unconditional support. I am here to listen while you find your way through this. Now feel the energy behind that. The energy behind that is you are amazing. You are courageous, you are smart, and you are strong. You have all those three things that you need in order to get through this. And because it's hard, I will stand here and simply hold space, which is basically continual, you know, um, vibration of hugs and support without actually advising, telling them what to do, saying, oh, no, you're doing that wrong. Here, try this. Now, I'm, it's not that you can't offer ideas. It's that you can't navigate it for them. Each person needs to find their own way through their healing because their internal GPS is what's going to get them through it. They can seek counsel. They can ask for hugs. You can be there to listen. But bottom line, what they choose to do and how they choose to navigate their challenge, when we stand holding space for them, we are saying, you know best how to do this. I stand here and support you as you go through it. So that's one concept. And another concept which is similar but not quite the same in Hebrew is called the manoach. And I don't have any one word to describe it except for a a greater, you know, sentence paragraph of it is being that person. It's basically the same concept. Let's call it the same concept. But it's being that person who is simply there providing that unconditional love and support. So being able to be there, being able to um, stand there. The second concept uh, I'll I'm gonna have to record in a different um, in a different uh, podcast. Um, but yeah, so so the word that came up for me in Hebrew is that concept. Just in Hebrew, there's a word for the person 
who is standing there holding that space for you. Whereas in English, it's more the concept that's being discussed, holding space. Someone who holds space for you doesn't have a name. There's no word for it. And so manach is the word in Hebrew. Anyway, we've reached the 20 minutes. I try to keep these all 20 minutes. Um, so I'm going to do a second one now about the other concept that comes through very, very, um, uh, just, this is just part of this tide that's coming through with unconditional love and support is this manach and then this other aspect that I will discuss in the next podcast. All right, signing off and, um, and we'll discuss also Dark Moon and Sagittarius and going into this uh, internal space of reflection that we see in, in the Dark Moon period. All right, that'll be in the next one. Have a good night.